Good evening, you're watching Left, Right and Centre. I'm Nidhi Razdan. Two horrific crimes against women are making national headlines today. There's the death of 20-year-old Anjali in Delhi, hit by a car and then dragged under it for over 12 kilometres on New Year's Day. Today, Anjali's autopsy ruled out sexual assault and said that she died of shock and hemorrhage because of injuries to her body. The five men who were in the car that hit her scooter have been arrested and charged with culpable homicide not amounting to murder. There is also a new key witness in the case, Anjali's friend Nidhi, who was with her when the car hit her scooter. The friend who received minor injuries, however, fled the scene, but Anjali's leg got stuck in the car's axle. Police today recorded Nidhi's statement. It was after the car had travelled more than 12 kilometres, dragging Anjali through the streets that one of the men in the car noticed an arm sticking out at a U-turn. They stopped, her body fell off and they drove away. And incidentally, glaring police lapses are coming out. The car would have driven through areas at that time that should have had more than 20 police vans stationed that night. Meanwhile, in Bangalore, there is complete shock at how a 19-year-old woman was stabbed to death by a man who was stalking her right on her college campus. Laya Smita was stabbed multiple times by a man named Pavan in the corridor of Presidency College where she was studying B.Tech. Police say he wanted to marry her and had managed to enter the college campus with a knife. The college staff and Laya Smita's friends rushed her to a nearby hospital but she was already dead. Pavan, meanwhile, also stabbed himself and is being treated in hospital. Police say he was stalking her for the last few years. Both these crimes have happened in India's most cosmopolitan cities. One, the national capital. They have underlined just how unsafe our public spaces continue to be for women and lead us to ask this question. Is all that talk about women's safety just that? Talk, lip service. Well, we've got a terrific panel to talk about this tonight and I'd like to begin with Dr. Kiran Bedi, the former Lieutenant Governor of Puducherry and, of course, a senior IPS officer herself. Uh, Dr. Kiran Bedi, thanks for being with us. Ma'am, I just wanted your comments first on the case in Delhi and, and the police lapses, which seem to be quite glaring now. The fact that this car was driving around for an hour or so for about 12 kilometers with a body under it in places which should have had police vans stationed there. What does that tell you about the police's conduct? I think I do have reasons to believe, as I'm informed, that the PCR system, which existed earlier, and I think you are all aware of it, the kind of PCR systems we had, hundreds of vehicles at reasonable corners, spaced, test-checked all the time, extended even on motorcycles to handle traffic jams, as PCR-controlled vans, PCR motorcycles, as a system. And it was nourished and nurtured over the years by various police commissioners over the years. At some stage, I do not know why was the system discontinued or dismantled. And I have reasons to believe, as I've been informed, that these vans were returned to police stations, actually given over to police stations as a policy to strengthen their infrastructure and manpower. Instead of, they say, thinking idling around in PCR van, Police stations were in need of manpower, so PCR vans were handed over to police stations to strengthen their vehicle and manpower infrastructure. And I think it boomeranged. It boomeranged. Though I know manpower is arriving in February in Delhi police after passing out parade of large thousands of policemen under training. So that's where the men uh, force will be replenished. But meanwhile, what happened during these months? 
we lost out on response time a very well established pcr van which was also being monitored by police control room dcp centralized looking at their their training their mobility and response times reflexes lots of it. a lot of investment was made into pcr vans and also uh, we were also choosing a, a little more experienced policemen in to to be positioned in the pcr vans i think that dismantling has probably cost this but would otherwise you, would, would you agree that there needs to be accountability in the police force for these lapses that night it's absolutely yeah. hor- horrific what has happened so the accountability is of the look if the if this is the policy of a headquarter then whoever in the headquarter decided this only the file and inquiry i believe inquiries on will know under what circumstances and compulsions was this uh, situation um, reviewed or changed why why was it altered i think that alone will be the accountable situation to but, my mind okay. though the intention may not be in doubt right Nidhi, but, but i think it was in the best interest at that time by that individual team or person senior officer in the police headquarters thought so but coming back to the bigger question here which is that you have this this crime in delhi that is making national headlines and you have this crime in bangalore also where a young woman gets stabbed in her college campus in front of everybody in 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 you know what is supposed to be india's tech capital what does this say about safe spaces for women in you know in in some of our most cosmopolitan cities we're not safe anywhere we don't feel safe the point is the kind of growth we are having the kind of uh, educated youth the kind of youth educated or literate only what kind of youth what kind of people are we producing and we are heading for a demographic dividend of the youth india is the largest youth country but what kind of majority youth i think i have seen nidhi in myself um, uh, around where mothers are mortally scared of this growing up sons and they feel ke agar isko mana kar diya ke pee kar mat aao और घर में दरवाजा बंद कर दिया वो कहेगा मैं जा रहा हूं मदर्स आर स्केर्ड ऑफ दंग सन्स मेनी होम्स मेनी होम्स पेरेंट्स आर अफ्रेड ऑफ देयर सन्स फॉर अबेंडनिंग देम इफ दे डिसिप्लिन देम सो आई थिंक यू आर गेविंग अ वेरी लार्ज बल्ज ऑफ यूथ व्हिच हैज नो मॉरल्स वेरी अनएथिकल नो रिस्पेक्ट फॉर लॉ एंड प्रॉब्ली नो कंट्रोल पेरेंटल कंट्रोल एंड आई डोंट नो वेदर टीचर्स एक्सरसाइज एनी कंट्रोल आइदर सो वेयर आर दे लर्निंग फ्रॉम आई थिंक दे लर्निंग फ्रॉम um from everywhere and um, uh, totally gone into a misbehavior very loose morals so you have a, a very large constituency of now youth energetic energetic demanding everything on rights no responsibility i think you are having a very large section of irresponsible youth growing up in this country and i think we are in for a very big challenge maybe you might need youth police you just had tourist police now you now start asking for youth police but can i ask you uh, one last question ma'am you know uh, it has been what i mean so many years now since the nirbhaya case uh, back in i think it was 2012 now it, we're talking you know more than 10 years later right uh, and here we are still talking about women in the national capital not feeling safe and this has just happened a few days ago is it just going to take a few more pcr vans to to create an enabling environment is there anything else you would suggest that the police need to do well pcr vans are both prevention and reaction and you need prevention their presence is prevention but they also respond so they are also responding so they have their own very but secondly i think the roads the metropolitan roads now need to come under a very centralized technology watch 
and that's where traffic police and crime policing should work together because roads are similar one is on reckless driving the other is on unsafe i think we need to use technology and artificial intelligence a little more because how much manpower will you keep pumping on the roads though we need presence of men we need vehicle infra but i think we need technological solutions and india must find these kinds of that's the way the western world is and even the faces are getting identified with the criminal records so we need to use technology of the highest order now to uh, to police okay. metropolitan cities of these kinds All right, uh, Dr. Kiran Bedi, thanks very much for your insights uh, on on those big stories that are making headlines today. And let me go straight across uh, to our panelists. And I'd like to begin uh, with Asha Devi, Nirbhaya's mother. I was just talking about uh, the Nirbhaya case and how it's been a decade since that has shaken the country's conscience. Uh, uh, Asha ji, आज आप आप इस केस के बारे में जब पढ़ते हैं और आपको इतने साल हो गए, आप you lost your own daughter. Uh, आप क्या कहेंगी आज अंजलि की माँ को जिसने अपनी बेटी को ऐसे इतने मतलब इतने ग्रूसम तरीके से खोया है देखिए मैं उनके दुख को समझती हूँ लेकिन मेरे पास कोई शब्द नहीं है कि मैं उनको एक सत्यवना के रूप में भी कहूँ कि नहीं आपको इंसाफ मिलेगा जिस तरह से ये केस पूरी की पूरी उलझ गई है तो मुझे नहीं लगता है कि उस बच्ची को इंसाफ मिलेगा आपको ऐसा क्यों लग रहा है क्योंकि आप आपके मतलब आपके केस में कुछ साल लगे लेकिन आप आपको इंसाफ मिल गया तो आपको ऐसा क्यों लग रहा है कि अंजलि को नहीं मेरे को इंसाफ इसलिए मिल गया कि मेरे मेरे में आई विटनेस बेटी का दोस्त था खुद मेरी बेटी आई विटनेस थी उसने अपना बयान दिया लेकिन इसलिए मुझे उसके क्राइम को देख के मैं उसके साथ उसके दुख के साथ मैंने बारह तेरह दिन उसके साथ रही तो मुझे विश्वास था कि अगर इस केस में इंसाफ नहीं मिलेगा उनको सजा नहीं मिलेगी तो शायद कभी नहीं मिलेगा लेकिन इस केस में बची नहीं है कि वो अपनी भी अपनी सफाई देगी हर केस की तरह इस केस में भी उसकी उसको कितना बर्बरता की के तहत उसको मार दिया गया उसको 18 किलोमीटर घसेट दिया गया लेकिन घूम फिर के उस बच्ची पे ही आ गया कि उसने पार्टी किया उसने शराब पिया उस उसके दोस्त से उसने ड्रिंक की घूम फिर के उसी पे दोष आ गया क्योंकि जिस तरह से बयान आ रहे हैं जिस तरह से खुलासे हो रहे हैं तो कहीं ना कहीं घूम फिर के केस दोस्त बच्ची पे मर दिया जाएगा और वो मुजरिमों को क्योंकि जैसे ही मैं एक चैनल पे बैठी थी जैसे ही ये आया कि उसके साथ रेप की पुष्टि नहीं हो रही है तो एक सज्जन बैठे थे वो कह रहे हैं कि लोग फांसी मांग रहे हैं इसमें तो सजाई नहीं है तो जब सजाई नहीं है तो बच्ची तो मर गई वो अपने तरफ से सफाई देगी दे नहीं पाएगी माँ बाप रोक के थोड़े दिन घर में हो जाएंगे छोड़ दीजिए उसको तो मैं इसीलिए मुझे नहीं लगता है कि इस बच्ची को इंसाफ मिलेगा क्योंकि इस पे सबकी अलग अलग अपनी थ्योरी है सब अपने अपने सफाई दे रहे हैं लेकिन कोई ये क्यों नहीं कर रहा है कि बच्ची चलो मान लेते हैं ड्रिंक करी थी लेकिन वो लड़के क्या कर रहे थे उस रात में और बच्ची ड्रिंक करी थी तो इसलिए उसको गाड़ी तक घसीट के मार दोगे तुम ये कोई क्यों नहीं कह रहा है तो बच्ची ड्रिंक करी थी बच्ची गाड़ी में घुस गई उसने चला दिया ये क्यों नहीं करा है कि उन्होंने गलती की तो मैं यही कहना चाहूंगी कि जिस तरह से उसको मारा गया है उसी तरह से उनके खिलाफ धारा लगनी चाहिए 
और उनको सजा होनी चाहिए क्योंकि हम बहुत सारे केस होते हैं हम यही बात करते हैं कि उनको समाज में बदलाव होना चाहिए ये होना चाहिए तो हम करते ये, क्यों नहीं ये, है? ये जो आपने ये जो आपने कहा ये बहुत बहुत ही मतलब बहुत अच्छा बोला आपने आशा जी बिकॉज इट्स वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट जो आपने कहा आपने सही कहा कि लड़की के ऊपर फिर अब वो वो दैट फिंगर पॉइंटिंग है स्टार्टेड की उसने वो उसने भी ड्रिंक किया वो अपने स्कूटर पे क्यों चढ़ी मगर यहाँ एक एक बहुत बड़ा सवाल है विच आई वॉन्ट टू आस्क द रेस्ट ऑफ द पैनल एज वेल अबाउट यू नो व्हाई दिस इज हैपनिंग इन इन एज आई सेड आर मोस्ट कॉस्मोपोलिटन सिटीज इट्स इट्स एक्सट्रीमली वरिंग लेट मी गो अक्रॉस टू ललिता कुमार मंगलम फर्स्ट शीज ऑफकोर्स बिन चेयरपर्सन ऑफ द नेशनल कमीशन फॉर वुमेन शीज मेंबर ऑफ द बीजेपी टूडे Lalita Kumar Mangalam your thoughts on this it's i'm not just talking about the delhi case look at what has happened in bangalore on the presidency college campus uh, you know i think for women again the, there are spaces where we are supposed to feel safe college is certainly one of them but we should be able to drive home on our scooters and you know not not be assaulted in this way and and, and murdered in this way it's it's very very disturbing what has happened in both these cases you know women are being forced to compromise over and over again in actually uh if we are a humane society if we are a developed society uh women should be safe in all spaces first it we compromised when we said that women need safe spaces now we find that even spaces that are supposed to be safe are unsafe we actually have no safe spaces be it maharashtra be it kerala be it tamil nadu bengal delhi haryana chhattisgarh uttarakhand etc 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 everywhere women are unsafe and everywhere as asha devi said victim shaming is the first defense that is undertaken by everybody whether it's the police whether it's the political parties whether it's anybody else so that the blame can be very conveniently at least partially shifted onto the person who's actually the victim and the perpetrator some way or the other gets some sort of cover as we say in hindi a cover now in this case it is both the traffic police Uh, what happened to the cctv cameras that are supposed to be fixed what happened to the police there were supposed to be 18000 police that night on on the delhi street exactly. where were they what happened to the 133000 cctv cameras what were they working there is no point we are always reacting nidhi after it has happened there has to be as kiran bedi said very deep rooted reforms we need to look at uh, best cases from not just uh, in india but outside of india cities which are really safe singapore but does it does it need of, to begin of, with uh, accountability you know, in the police is is my question in the yes, delhi case we we have a big part of making any safe for anybody accountability we has to fix from top to bottom not just you can't only blame the guy in the pcr or the fellow who was supposed to no, be no but i mean it, it, it has to start somewhere you have to blame and, and everybody and and neeraj kumar is the former delhi police commissioner joining us on the program this evening mr kumar your thoughts on the police's lapses in this uh do you agree with kiran bedi that the pcr van system the changes uh, that have been uh, apparently brought about in that uh you know has has left a big gap in in having security on our streets absolutely the earlier system of pcr being an independent unit independent of the district police was working well it had evolved over several decades it is a system sanctioned and approved by the government of india that it has to be an independent unit somebody in his wisdom uh i don't know with whose uh, under whose advice uh decided to merge it with the local police so the independence of the pcr uh, disappeared overnight 
it is high time that the pcr should be you know brought back to its original form and uh, independent unit which reacts first it is the first re- uh, reaction uh, the emergency responder the first responders to any kind of emergency if the pcr vans were independent i'm sure they would not have been diverted to you know uh, areas which uh, are uh, kind of built up or which were uh, more crowded in the name of uh, new year rev- uh, you know revelry and so on it would have continued to be where it is it ought to be in the far flung areas but despite uh, these but despite these constraints does it not shock you that that this can happen in the national capital a body gets dragged under a car for 12 kilometers like this it does of course it does why wouldn't it it does shock me and, 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 and the police don't notice no and, I mean, they uh, get calls they yes, don't they don't react anyone who is uh, held responsible anyone who is found uh, culpable in this regard after the inquiry that is being ordered by the ministry of home affairs under uh, special commissioner of police uh, should be punished you know you are aware that the ministry of home affairs has taken cognizance of uh, the incident uh, special commissioner of police is inquiring into the matter and if people have not responded to the calls on time if people have been diverted from their original places without wider consultations they should all be taken to task but most importantly to come back to the original point uh, pcr must be restored its original responsibility that okay. is uh, you know let let uh, me also okay let me also welcome on the panel brinda adige a, w- a women's rights activist we also have nishta satyam with us who's with un women uh, reena gupta of, of the aam aadmi party also joins us uh, brinda adige let me come to you first i mean looking at these two horrific cases that that are making headlines today what does it tell you about you know the whole issue of women safety beti bachao is it a lot of lip service at the end of the day i feel frustrated saying it but today it really feels like that you're absolutely right nidhi it is a lot of lip service a lot of excuses being given to administrative decisions that have been taken or not taken technology being blamed or not being monitored properly but what we forget at the end of the day is not being accountable for a job that is that they are supposed to do why is it that dereliction of duty is not being addressed at all we are talking of over 13 kilometers without a single police on beat forget the pcr vans and any other van forget also the cctv cameras and those not being monitored in the police station that was the eve of new year and like everybody has been talking about thousands of police uh, on the uh, on patrolling on the roads nobody saw this car nobody had anything to say and when one of the bystanders actually made a call stop two policemen on the vehicle those two said go your way we'll see what we have to do so this lackadaisical attitude this patriarchal attitude it was a woman it is a woman she is gone a scooty accident had happened so the systematic patriarchal attitude that is there requires to be called out we don't want to call out that because nobody wants to take responsibility at the end of the day it is a feeling of safety yes we will have all of these gadgets up there but a police not willing to take a complaint or a report from a citizen to say let me go and address it i'm on the two wheeler let me see what has to be done 
nothing exactly really i think worry. the very least you is you expect is a, is a is a quick reaction and maybe things could have been different we don't know we can only speculate on that but i think nishtha satyam the point that asha devi was making earlier also about you know the the a very subtle shift in the narrative where you're talking about the victim uh you know she was also drinking and uh, you know then she got on her scooter etc again that feeds into this whole narrative that everyone else everyone else is you know not at fault but blame the victim no absolutely nidhi i mean um i think what is and i and i do want to reflect on what arita kumar mangalam ji said it is a systematic and a systemic failure uh, i i mean of course the police as first responders have a role but then this is a systematic and systemic failure across the circle of responders so one must address it in the comprehensive complex so problems need complex solutions and we must understand and address every stakeholder who's responsible but of course the biggest failure here is the is the failure of national and of discourse right we're still not talking about the right to safety we're not talking about the right to public spaces we're still talking about like leitam kumar mangalam said we we start with a compromise when we we start with the tone of a compromise when we speak about uh, public spaces just before even on this show i think that you just before your show there was this man who was interviewed near her house and he said nahi 6 saal se to ye ghar mein nahi rahi hain so this whole conversation if you see how it builds through each of the cases is about these women who are not owned by their family these women who don't belong to their families these women who are out on the streets so there is an this is an absolute failure of national discourse and we must shift the narrative from the victim to the perpetrator and the one thing that we have known across history that yes justice has a role but the immediacy of justice is the only prevention is the greater prevention and that is something that nirbhaya's mother spoke about the exactly. fact that in south hoga the immediacy of justice is actually a very very big driver Uh, uh, of uh, 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 of of uh, controlling crimes, lawlessness, and th- and both these cases are examples of everything and more. Absolutely, and I think even in the Nirbhaya matter, which seemed like such a an open and shut case look how many years it took uh, for it whether you agree or disagree with the death penalty i'm not getting into that debate at the moment but just the whole process and how long it took to to complete uh, it, it tells you about the the state of our system reena gupta from the amadmi party i know that this has become a big political issue and i'm one of those people who has maintained ever since nirbhaya's gang rape and murder happened that i think that you know violence against women should be politicized and it should become a political issue that you know all of us should speak about i i i don't think it you know it should it should remain uh, hidden under the carpet in some apolitical way so fine you're very very well within your rights to ask hard hitting questions of the government but can i ask you constructively what is it that you would suggest at this point that can be done uh you know to to help make the capital safer if you had to give a memorandum to mr amit shah tomorrow that you know this is what we would like to see what would that say so nidhi it is it is absolutely horrifying and shameful that uh, you know uh, it's nirbhaya all over again uh, we are you know we are feeling very proud that we are hosting g20 this year and as in the capital city of the country we can't even protect our women then you know what are we really talking about same the same things happening all over again uh the the police was called 22 times nobody responded uh the body was tracked for 12 kilometers there is of course political interference i have no doubt because one of the perpetrators is a bharatiya janata party leader there was pressure on the police first 
very lenient sections of the IPC were put in the FIR. Uh, 304A, which is bailable from the police station itself, you don't even have to go to court. It is after the hue and cry by the media and by, uh, by Ahmadi Party that the other sections were added. Again, the, uh, the police uh, behavior has, has been very circumspect. Uh, the Lieutenant Governor of Delhi, who is responsible for law and order in Delhi, uh, is very fond of interfering in everything that the Delhi government does. But his sole responsibility to ensure law and order, he is not interested in that. And, you know, this was a night where the police came and said there will be 16,000 police personnel on the road. However, for 12 kilometers, not a single PCR van. The one PCR van which was there, the police personnel were, were drunk inside the van. So, you know, we keep saying again and again that why is it that the Delhi police is the most politicized, more in, most inefficient and least accountable police in the country? You know, we keep seeing that the Delhi police, most of the time, their time is wasted in protecting VIP, uh, VIPs in the city. Uh, can I get Mr. Neeraj Kumar only... to comment on that? Can, that, I, just complete, the... can I just complete? Yeah, but just Most on this particular time... point, that Neeraj Kumar is that, is that a is that a fair uh, you know criticism? You think that the Delhi police uh, has, as Reena Gupta puts it, become the most politicized force in the country? Not at all. I don't agree at all because our police force is the one police force which is not subject to polit uh, no political interference from the uh, local politicians, no, unlike in UP or in other states. But, but it comes under the central yeah, government. And, and so are you saying no, it comes no. under the influence of central politicians, but not no, local ones? No, that is a misconception. It is not as if the uh, central government or the Ministry of Home Affairs is monitoring the working of the police force on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, I have been, I have served in the police, Delhi police for over 30 years. It has not happened that anybody from the center has told me to do this or that. Never. Unlike other police forces, where the state politicians, state level politicians, are always interfering in transfers, postings, this, that, and the other. Brinda so, Adige wants to come in on on that point. Can I, Brinda, can I respond yes. to that, Nidhi? Yeah, Just looking at Brinda this Adige. case itself, sir, your police gave press had press conference and spoke on behalf of the perpetrators. They they had a narrative that was very very different. So what was the need? If you say your police are professional and they are not politicized, their first response they should have said is, we are investigating, we are gathering our evidence and proof, and so we will be able to talk maybe after 24 hours. Why did they come with so much tacit support of the perpetrators? It is because they are politicized. So I think we must, we must not hesitate to say that this is the fact. And they knew that there was that Mittal fellow who's somehow associated with the BJP party. So they were trying to also, you know, dilute the case. And, uh, and I, I think we must be able to let, say let, this. Let me ask Lalita Kumara Manglam about this, that if there is a clear BJP link established with one of the accused, is, is I mean, I know you're not here speaking on behalf of the party today, but would you say that this is something the party needs to look at and take action against him if that is the case? Absolutely. If there was anybody even remotely connected to the party involved in this case, especially as a perpetrator of such a heinous crime, a murder. I mean, let's be very frank here. It was murder. Pre-planned or not, murder is murder. Then yes, action should be taken against that individual. And I hope action is taken. But let me also ask you, Nidhi, why you left the app off regarding the 1,33,000 CCTV cameras they claim to have fixed in Delhi. 
The Delhi police must answer. So must the Home Ministry in this case because the Delhi police were obviously glaringly careless and indiscriminately careless is what I would say. But it's all very well for us to play politics. Politicize the issue, yes, but don't play politics here. That's how perpetrators also get away. Put this guy, if he's from the uh, BJP or any other political party for that matter, on the mat. He must be. But everybody who's responsible here today must also bear that responsibility. The Delhi police, both traffic police and their police itself. And what happened to those CCTV cameras? Were they operable? Were they being monitored? I mean, there Can are I too many questions yes. that okay. are left Re Reena Gupta, you get a chance to respond, please. Go ahead. I'm not trying to apportion blame. So, I'm saying everybody who's at fault needs to be taken to task and asked the same questions. Reena Gupta? Because more and more okay. people let, let let in our country are being murdered because uh, because of, I don't know what, but basically... Can I, I respond, please, Mrs. Kumarangalam? Okay, okay. Reena Gupta, go no, ahead. Go I, ahead. I go ahead. Look, the primary responsibility does lie with the center. The law and order is under them. But please do answer Ms. Kumara Mangalam's question on the promise of CCTVs, which was essentially made to help women feel safe in the capital. Nidhi, first of all, Mukesh Mittal, one of the perpetrators of this crime, there is a big holding. It is ironic. Right outside the Sultanpuri police station where this crime happened, there is a big holding of Mukesh Mittal, uh, you know, saying uh, something like congratulating Mukesh Mittal for being elected at some position in Bharatiya Janata Party. That's point number one. Point number two, if this case was not politicized, then why did the DCP put 304A, uh, the most lenient IPC section that one can think of, where, you know, the bail could have been granted just for the police station itself? That's point number two. Point number three, Mrs. Kumaramangalam, the reason why we are discussing this today is because all of this was captured on the CCTV camera that the Delhi government has put today. Delhi today has more CCTV cameras than London or New York. And these are the same CCTV camera which your LG did not allow us to put for three years. We sat on a dharna outside the LG office to make sure these CCTV cameras are put. And time and again, Nidhi, we keep discussing this, the Delhi police should be under the Delhi government. And there are enough examples. You look at Washington, D.C., there is a separate police to protect the VIP. There is a separate police to, uh, for normal policing activity. Ten years after Nirbhaya, we are discussing the same case, that why did the, the citizens of Delhi keep calling the PCR van and the PCR van does not show up? Why did the, the citizens of Delhi, I mean, does the Delhi police not need to protect us? The Lieutenant Governor of Delhi, who is solely accountable for law and order in this, in this city, what has he done? Has he taken any reviews of how many PCR vans are there? How many vacancies are there in Delhi police? Why have those vacancies not been filled? You know, what is the response time of the PCR van? Why did the PCR vans move from a centralized system to the, to the SHO uh, model, which has not worked for, for Delhi? And it is only now that this crime has been reported, whether it's the situation of narcotics, kidnapping, theft, right. any of those issues. It is in a very bad state in Delhi. The law and order okay, is let, let, me, let me get state. a quick last comment from Nishtha Satyam on this. That You know, <coughs> there, there, there are, you know, valid arguments and counter arguments being made on the political side of this. But what do we do? Like, we all have to live in Delhi. A lot of us live in Delhi or we live in these cities. How do we keep ourselves safe? Because frankly, it looks like it's every woman for herself at this point. 
Well, I agree with you, Nidhi. I think uh, it, there's an important, there was an important point made. There's, there's, it is important to make women's safety a vote bank issue. It's important to politicize the issue. But let's understand that this process of politicization is a process of mutual accountability. We may ask each other endless questions, but we're not solving the problems through those questions. It is about the fact that we're not going to achieve this as one single stakeholder. This is a law, order, civil apathy. It's, it's, a, it's an issue of many things. At this point, uh, it's important, like I said, I'm going to go back to my earlier point, immediacy of justice. The best commitment that we can make to the issue is make sure that justice is delivered. It's delivered soon. It's delivered in a way uh, that conveys a political, a national message to those uh, who, who and, and we have to shift the national discourse. That's the only way we're going to get to safety. But it's important to also make this a vote bank issue. We must elect our people. We must uh, come together yeah. as stakeholders uh, in this conversation. Those who keep their promises uh, to women's safety. And I have to say uh, that, yes, it's great that we're having a CCTV level conversation, but surveillance is not the only response to women's safety. It begins there. It doesn't end there. There are many yeah. more things that need to come together for women's safety. Uh, and, and let me remind you that it's not that women are not safe in public spaces. Women are not safe at homes. Yeah. So uh, women are not safe anywhere. So this is neither a yeah. public space or a private space issue. This is about the existence of half the population uh, that has the right, equal right to spaces, private and public, and safe. Absolutely. I'd like to thank you all for joining us, giving us different perspectives on this important conversation. I'd just like to go across uh, to Member of Parliament uh, from the Shiv Sena, Priyanka Chaturvedi, who joins us as well this evening. Uh, Priyanka Chaturvedi, you know, your thoughts, I mean, we were talking about these two cases in Delhi and Bangalore. Uh, Ten years after Nirbhaya, it, it, it does kind of make one exasperated that we had this entire conversation on keeping women safe back then. New laws were enacted. Clearly, it wasn't enough. Uh, a, it wasn't enough. And B, every every one, once a month, I have realized that we end up discussing about women's safety. And we talk about how we need to prioritize it, how every state government needs to prioritize it. And I was hearing the previous speakers where they said it has to be a political issue. I want to ask you 10 years ago, didn't it become a political issue, Nirbhaya? It did. Didn't we have Abki Bar Modi Sarkar, Abki Mohatuma Nari Parvar? What's happened after that? Now, uh, she was talking about quick justice. One of the members was talking about quick justice. We had, uh, we have uh, the entire episode of uh, Bilkis Bano. There is justice seems to have been served, but these people, these convicted criminals, convicted rapists, are now out and they're free. And who's actually hiding from these people is Bilkis Bano, who justice should have been served to, but has not been served to simply because the government stays mute. The same government which spoke about Nari Parvar. Now, now for the Aam Aadmi Party spokesperson, Aam Aadmi Party spoke, uh, had made this an election issue. It was politicized. Women's issues are politicized. Unfortunately, women don't get justice. And I come every month on a discussion some, on something like this. We've seen it in De uh, Delhi. We've seen it in ba Bangalore. Sitting members of parliament are, are accused of rape, sexual harassment. Nothing's done. A sitting sports, uh, sports minister has been relieved of the sports portfolio, continues to be minister of state in Haryana. What do we do about these issues? And this is what concerns me. And uh, I'm sorry, because you had Kiran Bediji on, on, on this uh, platform. I want to remind you, in 2000. 
uh, uh, you know, 10 years ago when uh, the Nirbhaya case happened. Security and mobility for a woman is the first right she needs to be guaranteed. Failure to ensure this is clear failure of governance. So I'm sorry if it's a failure of governance then, and 10 years down the line it's not failure of governance, but it's failure of mobile vans not being available. I'm sorry there is hypocrisy. I want to also draw you to this fact that yesterday I was passing to the Home Minister's house when the LG protests were happening. And LG protests, when, when the protests were happening outside LG's office, there were water cannons being sprayed, exactly what happened 10 years ago against protesters. The Home Minister's house was barricaded. The entire lane was barricaded. Not one person could enter there if he was not a qualified person who's going to meet the Home Minister and has got previous clearance. What do women do? Can I ask you, though, very quickly that with Parliament now coming, uh, resuming at the end of the month, and of course, the immediate thing on the agenda would be the budget. But is there some way, I mean, I asked, I think I asked you this before. Uh, can can some of you MPs from cutting across party lines, you know, again, sort of make the issue of women's safety kind of front and center on Parliament's agenda? Or do you think that a lot of your colleagues will just let it slide? I will continue to say for me, it is a priority. Whether it was Nirbhaya vans, budgets coming out of the Nirbhaya fund being misused yeah. to safeguard those 40 MLAs who betrayed Maharashtra to safeguard them with that Y-plus security. I raised that issue and we ensured that those vans were went back to patrolling for Mumbai, women in Mumbai city. I will continue to raise this voice. I want to understand those people who politicized this entire issue of women's safety. And it is a good thing that we are politicizing it, we are bringing it into politics and we are bringing it into our uh, you know, systems and discussing about it. How many are actually working on ground about it? How yeah. many times has the Women and Child Welfare Minister spoken about these issues? And that is what work, gets me worked up. How many times has the NCW uh, you know, chairperson looked beyond her politics to speak about women's issues? And how many times the onus of it will be on women of opposition, women in the opposition MPs, talk, talking about this when those who are in the positions of power refuse. Well, I I, I hope you can push for a debate where you actually do get an answer from the Women and Child Development Minister. So good luck to you for that. Uh, Priyanka Chaturvedi, I'm out of time. Thank you very much to you uh, for joining us and speaking up on, on these important issues.